0: BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all basketball info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for the NBA this year, particularly the NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports information headquarters all season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and podcasts, you can find it all on BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on all the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. What? believe in astros podcast your home for all things astros with your hosts sports writer jeff Balky and astros broadcaster and former third baseman jeff blob now here's Balky and blubber what is up astros fans welcome to episode 60 of the believe in astros podcast on the believe podcasting network i'm jeff Balky, working on less sleep than usual Thanks to a combination of my dogs and late night thunderstorms.
1: Uh, that was a good one that rolled through there, huh?
0: Yeah, it was a sound and light show that I really enjoyed, but my dog, two of my three dogs did not. And yeah. so uh, I was, one of, them, one of them was on my head and the other oh. was basically laying on top of me. Okay. Yeah, so while well, my wife snoozed away. Yeah. Um, so good for her. Right. She got Love a night, you, She got a good night's sleep. Me? Not so much. And uh, Jeff, <laughs> my partner Jeff Blum is with me from Minneapolis. I'm assuming trying to stave off frostbite at the moment.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stay in an enclosed area as long as I possibly can. <laughs> we we landed and I don't know if you saw I didn't take any pictures cuz Julie I'm uh, I'm yeah. in the same row with Julia. And Julia and TK like the windows, so they're on the window, and they both took pictures, and it's on their Twitter.
0: I saw her picture yesterday where it's just oh. snow on the ground.
1: I mean, we went from this lush, <clears throat> tropical environment of Houston where it's gorgeous and green everywhere to this frozen, concrete, <laughs> lack-of-leaf tundra. Lack-of-leaf. Of, of leaf. just... God, <laughs> dude, it's just... All of a sudden, oh. you went back in time to somewhere. I don't know, man. We're in Serbia playing this game.
0: <laughs> you can get some ice fishing done later. Yeah, Maybe dude. Go drill a couple of holes in the lake. Catch you some walleye or some pike up there and uh, have them for dinner.
1: It would be a good dinner. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> have to chill my beer and just set it on the curb. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We do have a kind of a special episode for you guys today as we'll be joined by Susie and Shell, the hosts of the podcast Bourbon and Baseball, as well as Back That Astros Up. Five-star name. Yeah, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find us on Spotify, <clears throat> Apple, Stitcher, and of course on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us and give us a follow on Twitter and now on Instagram at Believe in Astros as we continue continue to publish some uh, content, I guess we would call it. And that's what they call it in the in the social media biz. In the biz. You can find me at Jeff Balky. Uh, you can find uh, Blummer at Blummer27 all over social media and wherever you know wherever life may take you um thanks to everyone who's given us five stars and left reviews on apple very nice of you as always keep doing it if you haven't you still have time there's time you know time is not running out on this one uh you have plenty of time you can go give us five stars you can go tell us how lovely we are it's all up to you you're the you are the hero in this scenario obviously send us your comments and questions question for today um does this off Astros offense scare you in a good way? I have a feeling. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because, mm-hmm. oh man, it feels like it feels like a volcano ready to erupt. Yeah. I'm just
1: saying. Bummer. Um, <clears throat> feels like you just got that first taco into your stomach after you know a long night of drinking, and you're like, "Ooh, it's starting to grumble." No,
0: that's not too much.
1: That's maybe not how
0: I would have described it, but yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent accurate. That is a hundred percent accurate. Um, uh, by the way, by the way, uh, if you're feeling like sponsoring a podcast, as we've mentioned before, we are open for business. And so, uh, reach out. I've already inquired with a few people, like saying, "Hey, Ooh. let's see what's what you got going. Let's see how Blummer and I can pimp your wares." And then let me tell you something: if we get going on a topic, it it, it could go. I mean, like the podcast could just be about you. Yeah, it's you definitely could. It's very possible. Uh, we have the tendency to be a little uh, um, diary of the loose. mouth on occasion. Loose, like yes, loose. That is right. So uh, let us be loose for you. That didn't sound right. I don't like the way that sounded. Um, You can hit us up at believeinastros at gmail.com and we will respond accordingly. Um, Blum, I know you're trying to stay warm. Fans want to know, is Julia Morales going to be able to stay warm?
1: Dude, this is, this is something that started a long time ago with us, and uh, it's the JMI. And it's, what's funny to me is there's people that still tweet at me like, what the heck is a JMI? And I'm like, dude, it is the Julia Morales Index. And if it gets below 65, 70 degrees, you start to panic because she is, she is permanently exposed to the elements. And she's very good at her job and unfortunately is exposed to those elements. And when you when we get the schedule, usually about a year, you know, a year in advance, she'll be the first one to point out why in the hell are we going to Minnesota and Pittsburgh in April. I, I bet. And <laughs> we've had Chicago trips in April and she's just been like, What the hell is a scheduler doing? And I don't know. I, I don't know because it's freezing, it's cold, it's gross. Thank God. Thank God for the day off, by the way uh that gets us uh, the opportunity to avoid the 30 degree weather so not only be 49 but it'll be all right but yeah the jmi is definitely that julia morales uh index the, that we're working around trying to protect
0: <laughs> the jmi that is always a yeah. good thing to know well we are now joined joined by our uh, by uh shell and Susie. correct we, am i right shelby i know it's yes, shelby yeah. but do you go by shell is that right
2: uh, normally not, but you know normally what, not. it's, it's, we can do, we can do it for the podcast. Why not?
0: <laughs> Welcome to the show. You Good know? To know. You know? Oh, awesome. Awesome. That is great. Off to a great start. It's a, uh, it, it did, is.
2: Did Shelby not fit in the Twitter name? Is that, is that why? <laughs> Shelby, what, what, what's going on? There? I think it's because I'm not as active and I don't use as many emojis on Twitter.
0: Oh, I see. That might be what oh, it okay. is. Fair enough. Well, it's, it's, gotcha. no, it's only, it's 9.15 in the morning. So who cares? Um, at this point, <clears throat> we were just discussing how <clears throat> the JMI, the Julia Morales Index, is on high alert today because they're in Minneapolis and it's a balmy 30 degrees. Oof. And look, it's not exactly warm in Houston. The high today is like going to be fifty eight, and it's cloudy and raining. So I'll take it. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, over over that Minneapolis weather, yeah, for sure. But it's definitely a little depressing out here in Houston. It's it's pretty sad. It
0: it's gloomy. It's going to be gloomy all the way through.
1: Easter. Turned into Seattle of the South. It's yeah, abs-
2: that's, that's, I, I need to know how many layers
3: you you guys usually wear when it's sub. Well, especially
1: today,
0: it's going to be like it, they. It's, as Blummer tells me, the Twins have an open stadium. Like, what the hell are they thinking?
3: Put a roof yeah, I'm on so it. confused.
0: Exactly. yeah, what are you gonna wear today, Blummer, at the during the game? So packing is
1: always interesting on these trips. <laughs> right? Uh I have I have a legit pair of thermal uh bottoms. I'll try and be appropriate. <laughs> thermal bottoms, pair of pants.
3: Not not for our sake, Blummer. <laughs> <I>,
1: that's <laughs> not I no, gray pants, pants, I I guess. <laughs> no gray sweatpants, uh, yeah, No
2: gray sweatpants, I so guess. So
1: Yeah. So I've got thermals that I'm going to wear underneath my, my pants. And then I've got, uh, uh, what is that? That 32 degree, like that thin layer of like a long sleeve shirt underneath my, my dress shirt dress shirt. Uh, I have a a little cardigan I'm going to wear today and I've got some three quarter zips that I'm going to wear the next couple of days. And then I've got this massive overcoat that I'm going to wear and I will have gloves and a, uh, what do you guys call it? A toque? A toque, a skull cap, you know a the, the cap, beanie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's so. You want to know not where I was going to yeah. go with yeah. that? So <laughs> you want to know when a player has played you... in Montreal? You, you, they say toque, because I learned that up in Montreal oh. in uh, the days when we wore uh, the beanies. But yeah, now it's a beanie. I'll have a beanie, and I'll, I'll be I'll be well prepared. And we actually have may have the opportunity to close the windows, mm. whereas Julia will not. So, I mean, she,
0: maybe she needs the the Pope's puffy jacket. Like get Dude, that how big white that? That huffy. would be great. I, I'm telling you, look the the I, the Pope was pimping. Like, I know it's not real. I know it's AI. As whatever. It should be. He should have worn. He should just. They should just make that for him, and he should mm-hmm. have that on at all
1: times. She,
3: she, tell me, she has one of those like battery operated heated jackets. So with like the 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 power packs and stuff.
1: I've seen those. I'm not sure if she does, but I know in the past she's actually had a plug-in electric blanket that she's had.
0: Well, it's it's, you're
1: sitting down there. I highly, highly,
2: highly recommend the jacket or the vest. There's
1: vests, they're pretty nice. Yep. Protect Julia at all
0: costs. Yeah. If you're sitting down there in the camera, well, it cannot be, uh, it's not exactly toasty down there. (laughs) I think of the photographers down there, too. They must just be, it just must be brutal. Yeah, they're a little more insulated than
2: Julia. It's not fun.
0: So, okay. So I want to plug your – you guys do bourbon and baseball, which is sort of all things baseball. And then you also do Back That Astros Up, which as we mentioned, five-star name on that one. That is –
3: yeah, we, we talk about the Mariners on that show just all the time. It's just, it's just, it's just, just a Mariners
0: Mariner show. show. All right. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we're happy you guys have uh, joined us. And uh, obviously, you guys are doing this in the morning. Normally, uh, your podcast might involve some alcohol, which is in the evenings. Uh, unless you've got a Bloody Mary on you, probably not uh, not the right time.
3: You know, I, I don't understand why shots of bourbon at 9 a.m. is – you know, Hey, you can't, can't drink all day
2: if you don't start in the morning. I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to stay warm too. It's
0: a fair, that is a fair point. Uh, That is a fair point. All right. So Blummer and I were just talking a minute ago. I brought this up and that is, uh, it's the first week of the season for the Astros. There's been some ups and downs. Um, I'll start with you, Blummer. How how have you felt about the first week of the season? What are your thoughts on sort of where we are right now and what's been happening From your vantage point?
1: I'm a no panic guy, but uh, the the thing that concerns (laughs) me a little bit is that uh, the bullpens beat around a little bit. So, actually, with Minnesota canceling this game on Thursday (laughs) and playing it on Friday, actually did them a favor. But also, Christian Javier did it, or yeah, Christian Javier did them a favor by going six innings. So, you saw a little bit more of a normal progression, but I think it's a good time to remind everybody that. The Astros bullpen is built around starting pitching, going deep. Dusty loves shoving, you know, and, and pushing these starters into that sixth, seventh inning so you can use those guys for one inning and maybe, uh, you know, schedule their outings a little bit better. But coming out of spring training, I can only imagine what's going through Ryan Stanek's head. Going, I got to go two innings my first outing out of spring training. They're not getting prepared for situations like that. So that's the only thing that kind of struck me as oh no. But uh, that will definitely work itself out throughout the course of the season. I think they have four days off next three Thursdays. They're going to have off in the month of April. So that's going to help. Uh, the starters are going to get stronger. They're going to be able to go deeper. Um, the other interesting thing for me was actually, you know, Jake Myers in center field still splitting time with Chaz McCormick. I found interesting. And I also, dude, Corey Jolks. Yeah. He looks like a legit hitter right now. Yes. And I really like the at-bats he's putting together. And I think you can hide him out there. I don't know how good he is in left field, but I know in Minute Maid Park, you can hide him out there a little bit. But uh, that's probably one of the big things for me was watching Corey jokes go out there and have some really nice big league at bats.
0: Well, you got to wonder too. You brought it up, and I'll I'll just interject here. Is it is it time to like like to call it on this Jake Myers? I mean, thing because I'll, I'll let I'll let you guys talk <laughs> about
1: it because I have to go see the guy in about <laughs> a half an hour, forty five minutes. <laughs> but you go ahead and let that go because yeah. I'm curious about it too.
3: Um, I. I w- this is a this is a big point of contention with Shelby and I on our show. Um I don't get me wrong, I love I love Jake Myers. When Jake Myers came up in, in 2021, 20, 2021 loved him. Loved the guy. When he went into the wall during that White Sox series, I like my stomach dropped. And I was so sad because he had been he had been that guy. Like we we were all impressed with the at bats that he took, his defense, everything. When he came back he was not the same Jake Myers not the same Jake Myers and we can all agree mm-hmm, with that right mm-hmm. and he's still he's still not he's still not that Jake Myers and before it was I don't think he was I mean he may have physically been back but he definitely wasn't mentally back I think he's like 50% back now and I need, I need 100% Jake Myers back and if you're not 100% Jake Myers get the off the field I <laughs> Shelby I need you to come with me on this journey because I need Chaz McCormick to to, to, to be the starting center fielder all the days but, all the days but here's so here's my thing all, I don't all the days. I don't know Shades if y'all seen
2: um, I'm pretty pretty passionate about this subject my uh, we, we went back with on clutch city cast with uh, Cameron Craig he came on our show and we started talking about this and I was like it's like hurts an enterprise right I feel like One's hurts and one's enterprise. I feel like it's Reynolds. I don't feel like we really have a super solid center fielder like we did with George Springer. Um, so I don't know who we're going to end up getting. But right now, Chaz is our guy. I mean, I think he's kind of proved himself. No. He's had some good at bats right now, right now. But I, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think we have a franchise guy. No, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if okay. it's in Pedro Leon. I don't know <clears throat> if he's down there with the Space Cowboys, but.
3: Here, uh, here's my thing, though. Definitely riddles. The, the, the quote came out with Dusty saying that you know about confidence, and you know you got to give the, the boys confidence, whatnot. How? I'm trying. <laughs> this is not my show, so I'm trying to really refrain from dropping all of the f bombs. Hey, but we but invited like, you on
1: so, so, hey, for a reason. Be yeah, you. go. Yeah, be you. It's not gonna bother um, me.
3: How? How the actual f do you? You want to talk about confidence? It goes both ways. You want to talk about? Giving confidence to someone and taking away confidence. Chaz McCormick freaking saved saved that game, and you're gonna sit here and tell me that he doesn't he doesn't get opening day? He doesn't get the actual ring day? The Jake Myers that was sitting on the freaking bench, not doing a dang thing. <laughs> he he gets the first two games. Cool, cool. I I understand right handed pitching <clears throat> numbers. I get it. Yeah. Okay, I I understand. But then when in the seventh inning in that first game. When you had a left-handed pitcher come in, why the f is Jake Meyer still out there? Why? Yeah, it's a, Tell it's me. A, it's I'm an interesting
0: why. conundrum too because, like, look, Pedro Leon. I don't know if you looked at his numbers at AAA just this week. He is raking. He mm-hmm. is raking. Yeah, and, love the guy. And here's love a, the guy. here's the thing about Leon too. He raked all of last year at AAA. Yeah. He is the only reason, and I I I would contend the only reason. He is not on this roster is because of the sports hernia surgery and he had to recover. And so he missed spring training essentially. But mm-hmm. my guess is if Pedro Leone doesn't miss that time, he's Corey Jolks, right? I mean, yeah. we, you know, because he's a f- substantially better defender and Jolks has been very good hitting the ball. But Leon is a legit outfield d- defensive threat. In addition to oh being yeah, a, a, someone a, someone
2: came out this last week. I wish I could um I wish I could find it on Twitter, but they said like when he's on, he's a five told guy. He's legit.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got an arm. Blimmer, let me let me ask you a question about this. So we'll set Jake Myers aside for the moment. So there's <laughs> we'll try to be genteel. I, I
1: don't. I, well, can I just like <laughs> yeah kinda, you know I'm not I'm not going to be on the other side of Susie, but I love the passion of it and I get it because. I was a little surprised opening day. If you're going to throw Chaz a bone and you're going to try and, and and try and build confidence or instill that idea that we value you as a, as a player, why wouldn't you throw him out there on opening day and let him run to the line and get the adulation that he deserves because of that, that one catch. He played a phenomenal center field in September, all the way through the postseason. to not be able to run out there on opening day. And that's something that means something to me as a player. I only had the opportunity. I broke with, I think I had 13 straight years of making opening day <laughs> rosters, which is awesome. But I only had two times where I was actually the opening day starter. And that meant the world to me. Mm. You know, it was Jimmy Williams and uh, I can't remember this, the second manager. But when Jimmy Williams in 03 let me run out to uh, th- that starting lineup in 2003 for the Astros, I, w- I was beyond – Elated and felt like I accomplished something. So that's where I feel like something got taken away from Chaz because he won He won that <laughs> game single-handedly with that grab, played a great mm-hmm. center field, throw, throw him that bone. Just let him have it. He, Just opening day, go for it. He left but the, on the, other,
0: yeah, the center field shroud of Turin.
1: It would have been amazing to see that and hear that and it would have done wonders for him confidence-wise yeah. to hear the crowd behind him. Right. Maybe Dusty didn't want to hear that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, get the chomp going, dude. Um, but the other thing is Jake Myers. They are still trying to find a way to get him back to who he was. And I'm, I'm with you in the sense, I don't know if he's going to be able to get back there or how long it's going to be because he's very tentative. And I always try and look at things, try to be less emotional. You guys have heard my broadcast. I can get a little crazy sometimes, but <laughs> Jake Myers for me, just watching from like a scouting perspective. Every runner goes first to third on him, and it drives me absolutely nuts. And that's the part where I want to see you clean it up on defense. Chaz has actually gotten better at that, charging the ball, making strong throws, hitting cutoff cutoff men, so you're seeing runners stop. On the offensive side, stop check swinging, Jake Myers. Commit. I need to see some commitment in the at-bat and in the swing for him to be better. And I think he would actually be better if he did commit to some of those swings instead of showing me that check swing where he's indecisive. Well, but that's the only thing I want to say about th- that. I mean, I know you want to move on. We have time. But, yeah.
0: That indecision is exactly right, though. I mean, that's what – that is the lack of confidence. And, and, you know, better to just swing hard and miss – then go up there and kind of, you know, check. And the same thing with charging in the outfield. Like that's an uncertainty thing, right? It's you're mm-hmm. not sure where the ball is. You're not sure if you can get it. It's trying to avoid making a mistake, right? And they always oh, yeah. and it's the that worst thing you can play. do.
3: I mean that that play that he had when Elvis Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I love I love me some Elvis Andrews. But when Al- Elvis Andrews goes first to third on you, I'm all Elvis Andrews is not light a light, light foot. He's how, yeah. How? Mm-hmm. I was screaming! <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean
2: I, I was there on opening day and I watched him let it go. I saw it and I was like, I kind of. I mean, I was a couple, you know, Crawford box in, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that wasn't really a let go. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's no, it's, but the, it's those true. are the, those are the little things that that make championship teams championship teams, and where and you really want to start to earn respect of your peers, especially your pitchers. Stop those guys from going an extra ninety feet. <clears throat>
0: Well, and that you you nailed it. That's the other thing, too, is you can try to build back Jake Myers' confidence, but not on this team. Like, you know, this is, a t- this is a World Series contention team. This is not a team where you futz around and try to figure out uh, what you're supposed to be doing. This is a team where everybody has to pull their weight. That's how they win championships. And if you're not pulling your weight, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be the Patriots guy who, like, you know, just cuts everybody at every random moment. But there is a point where you just you can't afford lots of losses because of you're trying to m- see if you can get some guys' confidence back. It's just not you know. It's unfortunate. I will say though, fortunately, uh, we've got there. Are a couple of guys seem like they're coming out of slumps. Um, obviously, Alex oh, Bregman yeah. never hits well at the beginning of the year. It's just like his That's thing. Real. It's a it's his brand. And Jeremy Peña finally got off the sh- after oh8 for eighteen gets a gets a dinger. Um, and almost another one came really close, Crawford Boxes. Um, even yeah. without Brantley and Altuve, I feel like this could be, and this is the question I asked earlier, this feels like an offense that has a lot of potential, even without those guys in the lineup. Um, because, let's be honest, God bless Jose Abreu. I mean, <laughs> like anybody, I, 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 as much as I love Yuli Guriel, and man, I loved Yuli Guriel. Anybody comes to me and says, "I wish we had Yuli Girl instead of Jose Abreu," I'm having them checked for like mental problems. Can
2: you just shoot them into I'm the ocean? I'm just gonna have them just... checked for
0: mental illness.
2: <laughs> and, I mean, how, how can I mean, like, and this is just me. Like, I expect this guy to hit fucking just absolute missiles when he's got a fat chew in his mouth. Man, he just, I, 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 I love it. Like, we got, the, we got the. Cross tats and we got a fat chew in there. Man, I'm waiting for him to just
1: smoke
0: him over. No, that's the thing. He's Dude, like a, he's I freaking
1: like the,
2: love it.
0: It's like the seventies. Like I expect like a nest of chest hair, like to come out of there with those oh, gold yeah. chains and like I feel like at any <laughs> moment he's gonna it. bust out into a disco maneuver. It's just and that 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 crazy like beard that's tied that makes him look like the, the old wrestling guy. I mean, just um he's a he's incredible and what blows me away about him is that everything everybody talked about with him is exactly what you see from him, right? I know he hits for average, yeah. he hits with runners in scoring position, he has power, he's solid at first base. Um, I mean, it's exactly what was advertised, and that doesn't always happen.
3: Yeah, I was so excited when uh, when there wasn't. Again, don't don't get me wrong. I do love me some Yuli, but. When there's runners on and he didn't ground into a double play and kill the rally. I'm all, oh, yay.
2: Hooray.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good job, Jose. Abreu. You know, it's, it, it was one of those things. I'm like, oh, Yuli. Like, if we could have postseason Yuli mm. back, mm-hmm. that would have been super awesome. But postseason Yuli needs postseason rest, apparently. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, oh, yes not killing the rally so good yeah but
0: what it. is it about I mean is it just like he has a presence right like he's just mm-hmm. he has Abreu just has this sort of thing that you see from guys I mean is have you seen that as well because it seems like that to me yeah,
1: but, uh, you know we're talking about Yuli. don't you feel as if Jose Abreu's maybe a little bit bigger buffer dirtier grimy or yuli when we yeah. first got him you know Yuli came over and yeah. and I was watching him play he already came with the with uh, the prowess of being a great Cuban international mm-hmm. type hitter and he showed up and he was that guy again. <clears throat> he was a guy that shot gap to gap, uh drove the ball nicely and drove in some big runs. And now you've got a guy in Jose Abreu where he spent 9 years with the White Sox. He's he's, you know, what two or 3 years removed from an MVP in 2020. I know it was a shortened season, but he's been a perennial RBI guy. And everything I've seen with the work ethic, he fits in this clubhouse. He says the right things. I think he's been a huge benefit for Jordan Alvarez. Believe it yeah. or not, I think he's a little bit of a comfort blanket for him. And uh, they've had their conversations. They have the uh, you know that that Cuban connection that we talk yeah. about. So I think he's been great in the dugout. But the dude rakes. I mean, he's you can watch his mind moving a little bit, much like Tucker Alvarez, Brantley, Bregman. You know, we, we've had the luxury of watching guys have phenomenal at-bats and Abreu fits right into the mix. And uh, he's going to continue to drive in runs. The number that jumped at me was the runners in scoring position mm-hmm. career-wise right at 300, Amazing. which is insane. That's that's my clutch number if you had one to, to kind of pull. Yeah, And I think he's going to fit in nicely. And to your point, when you do get a Brantley back and you start to move, uh-uh. it's just crazy to me that you can move – Kyle Tucker and Jose Abreu deeper into this lineup. I, that's mind-boggling to me because I guarantee you there's 27 to 29 teams out there going, man, that guy would be hitting two, three, four for me if, if they were in our lineup. And here they are hitting six, five, and six. It's crazy.
0: It is pretty crazy. And and uh, you know, also just on one other thing on Abreu, I was at his opening day press conference. The first thing the guy does comes into the room. Seeks out every Chicago reporter because it was the White Sox and was like, hey, it's good to see you. Um, Thanks so much for everything. He's he is a good, genuinely good dude. And also, by the way, he definitely speaks English. Do not be fooled. I like I saw him around the clubhouse talking to people in perfect English, and then he comes out there with a translator, which I feel like speaking of comfort blankets, I feel like that's a good one. But that dude, he he's he speaks his English is just fine. But uh
3: Is that is it the is it the same way though with like G Man Choi, how G Man Choi can speak perfect English, but he's kind of keeping his translator probably. around to like give him a job, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? Probably, like,
0: but I well the translator is the, the Astros translator, right, Blummer? The the guy they oh, have okay. they have a guy that does sort of of everybody uh that I've seen. I forget his mm-hmm. name, but I I just think he's Abreu seems like a
1: good dude. Jin Loy, I think, is Yeah, his name. that's right.
0: That's right. And he yeah. and like that guy, uh Abreu, he's he's you can clearly see he just like whoop, right into the lineup, right into the locker room, no problems, no issues. I mean, we talked about this before on the podcast about how we haven't even really talked about him. Like he hasn't even been and that's, it's you know, they talk about in other sports, like in football, they say a great offensive lineman is someone who you just never hear his name, right? Um, all they do is do a good job, and, and you never hear from them. That's this guy. He just shows up, plugs himself in, hits three, whatever he's hitting right now, 340-something, and just is like, cool, I'm good. And the Astros are like, all right, thanks, appreciate that. That's impressive. That's impressive, man. Let's uh, move on here to – I want to talk a little bit about the bullpen because, Blumer, you brought this up earlier. So, um, obviously, as you mentioned, the Astros are not built really for putting – other than Ronel Blanco throwing guys out there from multiple innings. <clears throat> I
1: heard you guys
3: can't forget Seth Martinez. That's
1: right. He's been in some tough spots, man. Seth is good, dude. He's found himself in some tough pockets of those of of lineups Mm -hmm. and multiple innings too. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, he really has. I'm, I'm curious. You guys mentioned this on the broadcast the other day about how rosters had been expanded to 14 pitchers. Do you think this is something major league baseball needs to look at? I mean, I know they're considering tweaks to some of the rules here and there, and I know Rob Manford is not one of our favorite people, but um, do do we Do we think? <laughs> uh, do we think that this is something we that should be considered like for next year? Because obviously, coming out of spring training, some of these guests, it's, it's, they just weren't ready. Nobody stretched out enough. I mean, how should they handle that? Ladies? Yeah, go for it. Tell us what you think.
2: Um, so, I'm actually, I know, I'm not going to talk about the the Astros right now, but I'm going to talk about a situation that I saw last night in uh, Merrill Kelly last night with uh, the, the Diamondbacks, okay? Um, they're talking about his pitch count. They're talking about he's just now getting up to where he can throw 95, 100 pitches. Um, and he talked about he didn't really have some great outings in the World Baseball Classic. So, I think that has something big to do with it. Um, so... I, I, kind of like Blumer said earlier, I'm also not in panic mode. The boys don't really get hot early. They're just known for that. Um, but I kind of feel the same way with our starters. So I don't, I don't know about expanding. Um, I think it kind of takes away from the game. Um, it kind of takes away from your position. So, but yeah, I, I'm not really panicking right now. I don't really know about the whole expanding thing.
3: Um, to, to speak to that, I think maybe it's – it would be a good good idea to have a couple of long men and maybe put them in those situations, like the Ronel Blancos, the Seth Martinez's, the guys that you think that maybe you can stretch out to, starter, to starters later on and that have that starting potential and then kind of showcase them in, in that way. And, you know, hopefully maybe sometime they can either move up into your starting rotation, a la Christian Javier, or, you know, maybe be a trade piece later on to some other team or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I see both sides of the, of the coin of, you know, trying to keep the the pitchers healthy, the bullpen healthy. And then, but also some, you know, gamesmanship on, on strategy and, and whatnot. Uh, so, you, you know, it's six and one, half a dozen of the other, I see benefits and minuses to
0: both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, but, the only thing that jumped out to me was, you know, obviously we're, we're, I'm biased. We're all biased towards the Astros. We want them to have successful starts. And one of the things last season in that 2022 season was how good the pitching was out of the chute. Yeah. They did an amazing job of eating up innings, keeping games close, and the offense was just doing enough to win those ball games. And I was talking to Joe Espada before, I think it was game three or four of this season, and I went down there, I'm like, man, bullpen's out of whack. They're, you know, finding themselves in some weird situations. And Joe even admitted, you know, we're having a tough time trying to figure out how to cover innings, and how to put guys in spots to succeed. And he reminded me, because speaking of Rob Manfred, the lockout last season kind of suppressed spring training a little bit, and they did adjust for that, and they did bring 14 pitchers on a roster for that first month the of first April. first month, yeah. May 1st, they had to cut cut the roster by a pitcher, <laughs> but it does open the opportunity to bring a, uh, maybe a belac onto the ball club and just say, look. You're here because for protection. If we get late in the game right. and we don't have guys that we want to run out there, I'm sorry, but you're going to be the guy. But it's also, like you said, Susie, it's an opportunity for these guys to be on a big league roster, get the opportunity, maybe pitch well enough to stay, pitch well enough to, get, to play for a, a, one of the 29 other teams. But I do think that there should be a little bit, a bit of protection on these guys because in this day and age, we know that the Astros are freaks as far as starters compared to the other 29 teams there aren't many teams that have pitchers with expectations of going at least six every game. Every other team would love to have that 14th guy because they don't pitch to three times through the order.
0: Yeah. It is a fascinating thing that the Astros have, I mean, five guys right now. I mean, when McCullers does return and I just read yesterday that he's ahead of schedule, which is always good to know. um, You know, you're going to have six guys. And the rotation. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. we you know, we've talked about this Blum. We don't expect the health that the Astros had last year. Uh, you know, there were only what was there seven or eight starters? I can't remember that for the entire eight. season. Eight for the whole season, just unheard of, like unheard of. So we can't possibly they, they expect forced that. Hunter
1: Brown into the rotation, right? We didn't have to put him in no, there. No, that's exactly
0: yeah. right. It probably should have been seven, and one of those was Jake O'Dorizzi. You know, it's like in case we've forgotten, you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't try to, to forget. I tried to yeah, forget.
2: Yeah, I tried to well,
0: forget. He's the Rangers problem now. Um,
3: right. Look, they're, they're trying to hedge their bets. Okay. <laughs> they they have 93 starters and none of them are going to go longer than like, you know, 20 innings. So
0: just <laughs> yeah. Give, DeGrom. Give
3: the Rangers a, I love, little, a, a little. I love
0: anyway. all of the uh, prognosticators who are like, Jacob, Jake DeGrom could be like the. The uh, the Cy Young Award winner in the Ale, I'm like he could, <laughs> he could, it's possible, you know. But exactly, yeah, but yes, for but sure. I'm not gonna bet on it. It's like you you and I have talked on here before. But I was like, would I bet on it? No, I would. It's like, would you take him or would you take the field? I'm taking the field. There's just no way. So yeah, I feel like the Astros are in a, just a great position there. But you're right, it when you build a, a bullpen around a staff that's meant to go that long you're going to probably have some problems at certain points, particularly early in the season. Um, What have y'all seen? uh, Susie and Shelby, what have y'all seen so far this season that like either intrigues you or terrifies you? Like what is, what have been your your impressions of the first week?
2: Um, So I'm actually going to talk about two things. So at the, we did like way, way, way too early projections. And I think that Alex Bregman, like, like I love Alex Bregman this year, like the dad power, um, I'm not panicking because I've seen the guy make great adjustments. Uh, we saw in those last okay. couple de- games he's choking up on the bat a little bit, swing shortened up, he's going opposite field, um, and that really impressed me personally yep. um, because it's really hard to make in-game adjustments like that. And so, I mean, I think Alex Bregman is showing that he is a professional hitter, so I'm pretty excited um, what he's going to do in these upcoming weeks. Um, another guy that's I'm sure Susie will agree with me, Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker last year did not come out on a hot hot street. <clears throat> he picked up right where he left off. 30 for 30 season definitely going to happen. We picked this out a couple a couple months ago. Um, with the the disengagement rules, I I'm, I'm super excited for Kyle Tucker this year.
3: Um, can we just can we just all agree that the World Baseball Classic locked Kyle Tucker in? Ooh. Kyle Tucker said, "Hey, guess what? Like we just I needed I needed just a little <clears throat> adrenaline rush. I needed a little a little something something." to get my juices flowing cuz you know april's a little boring. Hello world baseball classic. Let me just light my world on fire and then oh we got to go play regular games now. Eh, I'll just keep this juice. We're, we're good. <laughs> I I I have been here from the very beginning of Kyle Tucker and I the evolution of Kyle Tucker is astounding. And I'm just a good word I'm for it. preparing myself for For when – because all the other teams – because we all knew for a couple of seasons now that other teams, other people, other even intelligent baseball people just were sleeping on Kyle Tucker. Mm -hmm. And now everybody sees the amazingness that is Kyle Tucker and I'm all, oh, Kyle Tucker. Like I have to prepare myself mentally and emotionally for when –
0: You've got a few seasons. He got uh, a few seasons he goes left. To get yeah. his
3: bag, Susie? Uh, it's going to take that long, though. It, it, it's going to yeah, take that long for me I to
0: understand. really prepare. I understand. Myself. I was talking to somebody but, the um, other day uh, at opening day who was like, they just don't think Kyle Tucker, it's not that he doesn't want to resign with the Astros. They just don't think he wants an extension. He wants to test free agency, which who can blame him? I yeah. mean, with the money they're throwing around, I would want to test Dude's free agency. Dude's going to get paid. He's going to get, see, they're going to back up a brink truck for that guy. I, Blum and I have talked about Kyle Tucker. We think he's going to have a huge year this year. Um, uh, is it? Could it possibly be that we have two guys in the MVP race? I mean, between him Absolutely. and Alvarez,
3: I think Kyle Tucker is going to give Jordan a, I mean, a run for his money. Those, As of like right now, Kyle Tucker, I think leads Jordan in pretty much all of the categories except for like hard hit rate.
0: Yeah, I'm,
3: and I'm all. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle Tucker. What? Because you know Kyle Tucker is amazing, but you don't expect those well, kind of numbers. Thing- and the big okay. separation
0: between those two is defense, really. I mean, Kyle Tucker is obviously the superior Gold Glove winning defender, and he continues to be that good. But man, and, that... and base runner, and base runner. Yeah. Oh man, the pitch clock has just
1: no, changed no. the dynamic. Susie and Shelby hit on that. that. That Susie and Shelby hit on that. That was yeah. This is advantage Tucker.
0: I mean, I just feel like he's yeah. going to be he's he's have already having a good year, but he's I think he's going to have a huge year. I think mean, Kim and Alvarez. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel
2: like um, compared to last season, he just has a different presence. Because um, I know I saw like last year, you know, when he when he was um, when he was struggling, you could see the frustrations. He was throwing the bat. Mm-hmm. I, I remember a particular uh, early series at uh, Globe Life in Arlington. He had a horrible series. It Completely was, agree. It was brutal, um, but he, he came in ready to go. I mean, he, he looks confident. He looks smooth. I mean, it's like butter in the box right now
1: butter in the box no but but like you said good. butter with his in the box presence, Moves like butter baby Yeah, but you you said uh, well shoot his bat is moving through the zone like a hot knife through butter too man the way he's swinging the bat but doesn't you said presence and I think you're right I think he, he there's a little more malicious intent and understanding of what he can do in the box now and I think that's where that transition from Kyle Tucker just kind of being a guy is to the guy. That's where he's kind of developed a little bit, is that mentality and the expectation of being the guy.
0: That's a you know that's a great point about just his presence. I mean, we've we talked last this earlier this week about how when Jordan is up, it's just must see baseball. You know, as we were talking this morning about the Masters and how when Tiger is at the in the tee box. It's like must-see golf even now. And, you know, with Alvarez, it's kind of the same thing. It's getting to be that way with Tucker as well. You just feel like every time one of those two guys is in the box, something magic is going to happen. And it's just freaking great. I mean, it's just great. I mean, I say that. Like I remember watching when I was a kid, you know, watching like uh, some of the great teams of, you know, any great team uh, from any sport. And you're just like, you know, even if you weren't a fan, you're just like, "Holy crap, did you see what the Lakers did?" You know, or whatever. Um it's it feels like that with the Astros. They have these guys that are just Ugh. I mean, and don't worry about Kyle Tucker leaving. Come on now. It's still we still got some years to go on that one.
3: <laughs> I I understand. I understand. But I like I said, I have to it's going to take that long for for me to mentally and emotionally prepare myself <laughs> for like, you know, when and and this is this is what I kind of compare it to so I, I don't know if you guys know I am a recent baseball convert I only started liking baseball in 2018 wow. literally the 2017 World Series I fell asleep during game five and my husband had to literally wake me up screaming alex Bregman walked it off in the tent wait what? I'm like I, you you said words that individually I understand and then you strung them together in a sentence and I don't, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Like what, what? Wow. And so literally 2018, I became a baseball fan and then 2021, I just jumped just hard, just all, all in. Right. So uh, going, going back to this and everyone's like, oh my gosh, how is Carlos, Cor- how, how are you not going to let Carlos Correa stay here in Houston, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, okay, you know. <laughs> And everyone that had been the Ast- an Astros fan for years are so mad. So mad when Carlos Correa left, right? Like, they had that deep hurt inside. That is how I will feel <laughs> when Kyle Tucker eventually gets his bag somewhere. That, that, is, that is how I feel. Shelby knows because Shelby had that pain with Carlos Correa. And she also will have this pain for Kyle we'll Tucker. Oh, but that's, oh, that yeah. is how I will feel.
2: But um, but something that I've thought about this week, and you guys can tell me, Um, you know, I'm, I've, I've got to watch quite a bit of ball. The Astros are so good at getting guys in their prime. <clears throat> I feel like we got Correa in his prime. We got Springer in his prime. I don't think they'll ever be like that again. So I kind of trust the moves that they might make. I mean, I, I like Dana Brown. I think Dana Brown was a good move. But, yeah, I mean, like, they're prime guys. So now I'm not as sad about Carlos Correa anymore. It was in
1: the moment. No. Yeah, I mean, like, it, well, that, was, that beautiful was, specimen at shortstop is okay. Yeah, exactly. Right are
2: you, Are
0: you
3: fully on the Are you fully on the Jeremy Pena train? Because yeah. I, I've been fully on the Jeremy Pena train from the very beginning, ma'am. So
0: yeah, I am. I'm that's full. impressive. He's you know the thing that the thing that uh, is so impressive <laughs> about Jeremy Pena is just how he, he who goes who just shows up in the major league baseball and is like. I just kind of, cr- not, and it's not that he didn't struggle at times as a rookie, he certainly did, but it's just that evenness about his play, like that thing where, you know, baseball is such a long season and you just got to kind of keep it even. Cal- How many times did we hear Biggio, you know, talk about that in the day? It's like, you can't get two up, you can't get two down, you just got to take them one game at a time. It's like, oh God, not again. But it's like, that's, that's what pain is. And it's remarkable to be that yelling and to be a blum. Were you like that? Were you just, come in all nice and even when you came into hell? No,
1: I snapped. No, I'm
0: just kidding.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I definitely feel like bloomer was like a Bo Jackson, break the bat over the knee. I was going to say, how
1: many bats did you break over your knee? (laughs) Well, I I was selective snaps. I would do it underneath in the tunnel where nobody could see it. But, uh, (laughs) you know, when you're not getting, you're not getting regular at bats, like I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't play in April too much in my career. I would freak out after every at bat, but, uh, you know, but that is also a credit to guys like Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker in years past in these April moments where you see them struggle a little bit. Alex reminded me this when I had a conversation with him last year, he was talking about certain things he's working on in his swing. And he said, you know what, I don't panic because I know I've got four at bats to work on this during the game. And I was like, you son of a, bitch of course you do (laughs) I never had that opportunity I had to know what I was doing before I got in the box but Alex Bregman Kyle Tucker they'll go in there with the the intent of okay I'm not covering the pitch away he's going to pitch me away I'm going to see what I can do with it and if I don't do it in my first at bat I'll try it again in my second at bat so you can kind of work things out a little bit and I think that's where you know there's a little envy on my side because (laughs) these guys are so good number one they continue to get better every year but they also have the mentality of, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to get my at-bats, and you, we all four of us know, at the end of the season, on the back of the baseball card, it's going to be 280, it's going to be 20 to 25, it's going to be 75 to 100, and it, that's what's amazing about these guys, is that they do not panic, and that's the hardest thing in baseball, because in this day and age of knee-jerk reactions, social media, 24-7 coverage of everything, yeah. you want to panic, and you want to freak out, and you want to know why, And we in in baseball, you don't know the why until the end of the season. So you know that they struggled early on to get things right so that they can finish strong. And the Astros actually look at their seasons as – not uh, April through September, <laughs> they look at it April through October, mm-hmm. and that's where their mindset right. is at. And that's what I love about these well, guys. They're thinking, they're right. thinking past the last part of the season. They're thinking into yeah. the postseason. Well,
0: a lot of credit has got to go to to Alex Centron and uh, all those guys. Oh, that work the best. With them. I mean, they really. You know, we talk. Those are some key offseason and signings, right there. Yeah. Well, we talk about we talk about the pitching coaches. We all know about Josh Miller and the other guy's name I never can remember, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, Bill Murphy. Bill Mur- Murphy, thank you. Um, we talk about those guys all the time because of how the Astros really have just transformed pitchers uh, when they come I mean, here. We don't talk a lot about the fact that the Astros' their hitting program into the minor leagues. I mean, where they place value on making contact and getting on base, and you know, uh, barreling the ball. I mean, all these things that we see then come to fruition when these guys get to the major leagues like Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker and whomever else. It's a huge credit to them um, that they've done this and and that they've been able to sustain it uh, for as long as they have through as many different players that have come through here as they have. It's really impressive. Um, I do want to talk about stealing for a minute because I do. We've, we we I, there was a great article about how we uh, where we haven't seen the explosion in steals that some people think we have. Like the per, just the per, the it's interesting. It was there was a Theo Epstein who was one of the author, you know, father of a lot of these rules, was talking about how that even though we it feels like it, he goes per game the number of steals or whatever is only up a tiny percentage. It's very very small. But the success rate is way up. And so Steve Sparks brought up on the, on the uh, broadcast the other day, said, what are we going to have to now adjust our caught stealing percentage to? Is it 20%? Right? Mm-hmm. Like what is a good caught stealing percentage? Right? And with all the – I mean, Blummer, and, and Susie and Shelby, I want you to weigh in on this as well. Like everybody talks now about how guys can see the pitch clock. And they can time their stuff to the pitch clock. Is that like as big a deal as it seems to be, or is it, or is this just the bags are bigger? The you know what, what's what's all going on with
1: that? Because it's kind of incredible. I, I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to understand why the bases grew. I don't I don't understand that, but <laughs> yeah. Hey,
3: just like like we said on our on our show when when the when the rules first came out, everybody needs an extra three inches. Okay, like that's Damn that's it. just. <laughs>
1: I don't have an argument for that. I nearly <laughs> did a spit take
0: just then. I just want you guys <laughs> to no, know. I have no comment. Yeah, that's something we
1: would not have talked about on our podcast. No. That's, that definitely... Woo, that was That not is on very, a shirt, <laughs> by the way.
2: That, that is on a shirt, by the way.
1: It is. Nice. that's going to make that. our social media. So congrats, Susie. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's definitely... The that's, Instagram is going to fire up after that one for sure.
1: Woo, my
3: husband will be so proud. <laughs> yeah. um, but... But I mean that but I, I when when the rules first came out though, I was thinking that the bigger bags were going to have a, a major, major uh, advantage on it. But like I think Shelby, I think we talked about it too. I don't think it's as much that as it is the disengagements mm-hmm. and the pitch yeah. clock and timing of the of the running, especially, you know, with all of the smart base dealers as it is. They're just gonna time that up and just be like, Oh, okay. They've already they've already picked over five seconds. Done. Let's go. You know, and so, you know, with the whole bigger bases, less injuries in the minor leagues, all that fun stuff. It is what it is. But I think it's the 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 disengagements really and that that pitch clock having it be everywhere and everyone being aware of how much time is left that is going to affect it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I
2: think too, it's it's going to be fun to see people adjust. So like we've seen some pitchers adjust when they need more time, they just do their first disengagement, right? When they feel like they feel a little rushed, they disengage, they do the pickoff. So it's going to be fun to see how they see, you know, runners start to pace, runners start to get their jumps, um, you know, lifting your leg with one second left. Okay. What if they adjust? Okay. Now I lift my leg when there's three seconds left, what is the runner going to do? I think it's going to be fun. It's it's fun to see how people have played with the rule. Um, but I also love, I mean, Tim Anderson absolutely went nuts, right? But he's still like three or three or four bags. Um, but I I love the pace of the game. I love to see how it's played. We saw a couple squeeze bunts this last week in baseball. It's it's a blast to watch. I love it. Um, shout out Chaz McCormick. Right. My favorite center fielder, stealing all the bags. Stealing all the bags. Shelby, mm-hmm. all of them. No, uh, okay. well, I, 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 had to, I had to talk about the first series, and your boy wasn't wasn't, wasn't there, so.
0: <laughs> Ooh, uh-oh. Ooh. There's some trouble. Sorry,
2: We're
3: going to – So if y'all if y'all want to come on back that Astros up, and we can just fight about this later on. Because like that, that's what Shelby and I are going to do after oh, this. Nice. We're about to hash it out,
0: for sure. Oh, my God. Well, they, yeah. no, but the, the, to, to Susan's right. point,
1: Chaz McCormick last season, four steals. This season, three.
0: I'm here for it. And the disengagements, you're you're totally right. I mean, that seems to be like the biggest deal. Also, by the way, I'm surprised we haven't seen more pickoffs from the catcher. I'm surprised we haven't seen more snap throws to first, uh, more snap throws to third. Um, I don't know if it's just a a consequence of who's on base and who's batting. I mean, depending on what side of the plate they're batting from. But I feel like that's going to be something – Blummer, what do you think they're going to do to slow the game down? I mean, everybody's talking about there's all these different things that guys can do, right? There's like sort of trickery and like whatever else. Have we seen anything yet that anybody's doing that we're like, okay, that could be one thing. We could see them do.
1: No, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more pitchers just take the 15 to 20 seconds and not even throw a pitch and take the ball if the count is in their favor. Because you're going to see, I think you're going to see guys rushed and they're going to feel like, okay, I'm ahead in the count. I'm breathing a little bit heavy. Uh, That guy's leading off first base. How about I just stand here for about 20 seconds, gather my breath, not expose what pitch I'm trying to set up by not even throwing a pitch. If I'm 0-2, I might just stand there and go, you know what? I'm going to check out the stands. I'm going to see what's going on over here. I'm going to rub the baseball up. Oh ball one, one and two okay, I'm ready to come back and, and engage and throw the pitch that you' that the hitter's guessing on because if if you throw that o2 pitch at an elevated fastball up in the zone, I'm like, oh I just tried to change my eye level. He's probably gonna try and get down the zone with the off speed then you're, you' you're kind of you know detailing what you might be doing later in the count. And if I just stand there, make you stand there, we all stand there and I don't sh- I don't expose my hand. And then throw a pitch. Maybe it's advantage pitcher. So I'm I'm kind of waiting to see that. But I haven't seen the pitcher or seen the catcher hold on to the baseball, throw a baseball out, you know, and and do some of those things yet. But uh, I would imagine there's something in the arsenal that they will break out in necessary situations to kind of stall the game. Oh, that you know, we're in a dome stadium, and that drop of rain fell in my eye. I got I need some time. Right? Give me a break, you know, that kind of thing. Am,
0: am I wrong well, in I, thinking I, that the first guy to hold the ball for uh, the whole? Play when he's up I he to It's going it. to be Zach Grinke. Am I wrong to think that he's going to oh, like? He I'm might like, just sit down on the mound, cross legged, and like wait. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I I, I would have hated you, it slowed down a little me, bit. It took that? me a took me a whole freaking inning to go get a beer. I missed the whole inning, top and bottom, to go get a beer. <laughs> I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta chill out a little bit That's here. Amazing, That's what yeah.
1: you.
3: <laughs> That's what you get for drinking beer at the ballpark. <laughs> you okay? can't. You can't. You, you need can't. to go and have four of them at the first time and just be.
2: Well, that, there a it is. Game of
1: adjustments. It is a game you're of right, adjustments. Right. Well,
2: they only you serve can. you two. See, they only serve you two at a time.
1: You need better friends. Okay.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. True. That. I mean, what what is Olivia doing over <laughs> <need> there? I don't know. You need better um, contacts. It, it was my mom. So sorry, her mom Sorry to pull her weight. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Well.
3: Um. Did did you see that Zach Zach Granke start that last Zach Grenke start against
2: um, loved it he called Jers? his own pitches loved it shook
1: himself off shook himself off, <laughs> shook himself yeah, off and, right and then
2: and then like was all very very proud of himself
3: when, when he actually did in fact strike him out I mean but I, I think it was in that last game that he that he basically just stood there until there was like three seconds left or whatever and then and then just froze the hitter you're all oh okay that's
1: Gotta, yeah, we haven't I seen see much of that. I'm, that's what I want to see, too, just hold until the last second and then come at him.
0: Yeah, boy, Zach Grinky yeah. is a freaking American treasure. I mean, that guy, I he is Zach just Rankin. so weird and so different, and it's just great. And he, and between uh, between him, there's a couple of guys. Like, like I, I want to see Zach Grinky out of baseball. Like, what's he going to do when he's out of baseball? What is that guy going to do with himself?
2: He's He's going to grow dreadlocks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel definitely like he's, growing. I feel definitely like he's getting to a baseball school, but
3: it's going to be one of those unorthodox baseball schools. It's going to be fucking Almost yoga like mats, dodgeball.
2: yoga mats
0: everywhere, exactly.
2: dreadlocks. Be like, it's going to be, be hippie vibe for be sure.
0: one, be one with the ball. That kind of stuff. Be the ball. Just like see the ball. Be the ball. That's it.
3: I need Zach Granke and James Karinchek in a room together. Ooh. And I, I need
2: to see that chaos.
1: That would be. I need to oh see that God. chaos. That's some
2: serial killer shit right there. For
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Susie and Shelby, thank you. I don't so think much. I would want
2: to be in that room.
1: <laughs> no way. Thank you yeah, guys. you kind of peeking around the corner going, What? What what sure. <laughs> are they still Can alive? Imagine
0: there? some of the weird combos you could get. Like, oh baseball's a different sport, man. It just is. Uh, well, Susie Shelby, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, you guys go listen to their two podcasts. I mean, I don't have time for, we barely have time for one. You guys are out there rocking two of them, which is impressive. So uh, I got uh,
2: to so show much. something off really quick. My uh, yeah. blummer Sign Baseball.
0: Hey. shout out appreciate it man yes <laughs> nice no thank you that is sweet yeah
3: if you can see up oops, up there i have a patch
1: oh nice that
3: um yeah that marco yeah. sent me from ram Marco's shirts shout out ram yeah, shirts ram shirts is yeah. the
1: best those guys i mean mark is the best
0: uh,
3: yes he he made he made this special tea for me that says Introverted, but willing to discuss
0: baseball. Which is my title. <laughs> like I'll, I'll uh, Blummer. Did you ever get a bobblehead made for you? Nope, never. Damn it, because my my wall up there could probably stand a Blummer bobblehead. That's ama- hey. No, I, I love it's your I 50th coming.
1: Fans, I love when fans petition for the TK Julia and Blummer bobblehead. That's I love. Why that. have it's
0: we been. not seen that? That is insane. I, I've seen, that needs to I've be
1: seen insane. the Brownie and JD one. And i tell you what, we've been here a decade now. Oh, I think they need to do that. They need to do that. Definitely well, you know
3: come. Where do we where do we need to start yeah. the petition? Is there already a petition no, but going? I've
1: seen it over I've seen it kind of on social media like Twitter every once in a while, but nothing nothing actually coming of it.
0: Clearly that's for obvious
1: reasons. The team's pretty good.
0: <laughs> okay. Clearly we, that needs to happen. We'll, and we'll what, we is, what we need we'll is what we need is a
1: a summer
0: TK Blummer and Julia and a winter
1: and, TK Blummer and Julia. Yeah. Where we've got our shirts up to here. We're like, like, I'm definitely,
2: you know. I'm definitely envision envisioning Blummer today. And like, uh, like a Kirk Kirk Herb street, you know, fit you know, on game day. He's always got like the, the coat and everything. Her, Herb I'll, always looks great. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll be dressed up. I'm going to try and make it look good. Even though I'm going to be freezing and shivering on the inside.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks so much for y'all joining me and uh Blummer yeah, today. Thank you very much. Really, for really on. appreciate it. Love the podcast. Uh, it's super fun um, and we will be listening and hopefully we can do, we can do this well, again sometime.
3: Yeah. Next time, Absolutely. next time you guys can come on, come sure. on ours and you can be a little bit more free, free flowing there we go. with the F bombs <laughs> because we don't get paid for our shit. So you can just <laughs> let, you know, the truth is there. <laughs>
0: there's this little switch on our podcasting when it just says, do you market as explicit language? I and mean, then you can just mark it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, there've been a couple of times where we've, we've bleeped ourselves. I think, but eh, little I we mean better moments, yeah, well,
3: yeah no we we have we have full episodes where it's just <laughs> there's yeah, it my would, it would be it would be way, way too
2: way well, too it's, many it's my parents my talent. parents tuned, t- tuned into our last live show, and they were like, <laughs> Shelby Elizabeth, they broke out the middle name, and I was like,
0: oh no. <laughs> oh yeah
2: and my my dad was like well you got it from somewhere and i'm like you're right i did you're
0: right. <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> yeah all right thanks thanks for joining us really appreciate it hopefully let's yep, do it let's you. do it again thanks
2: appreciate, guys thank appreciate guys. it man
0: all right thanks so much to Susie and shelby from uh, bourbon and baseball as well as back that astros up joining us today that was super fun uh we'll definitely need to do that again uh they are hilarious uh, you They're can tell, yeah, you can the passion tell. Passion is there, and and just the, the rapport between them, you can see. Yeah, it's a, it's clearly they they have a thing, you know, which is which is really mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us, Blummer. Any final thoughts? It's Easter weekend; you're going to be freezing your butt off. I'm sorry about that. What else can we do for you? Can we send uh,
1: anything? <laughs> well, uh, no. You can just get me back to Houston as quick as possible. I know that you're having some rough weather down there too, but I'd much rather be in H-town, considering. But uh, no, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun couple of days here in Minnesota. Yeah. Happy Easter to everybody. Happy Masters Week. Um, so many good things yes. happening. All the attention is on the Astros and on baseball, which is where it should be. And I really think we're starting to turn that corner in April. We're going to see things kind of kind of even out. We're going to see some good baseball hand off the panic button. We've got a long way to go and obviously oh you're going to be hanging with us so we appreciate that.
0: Yeah, you it is a long long season um and and look it's it's going to it's going to be great. I think there's yes. no there's no there's no doubt. This offense is going to get scary. Mm-hmm. Just be ready for it when it happens. Uh we'll be back with you next week. Uh, to uh, for another fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online again. Big thanks to Susie and Shelby from uh, Bourbon and Baseball and back that Astros up. Definitely go check them out. Find them on Twitter and uh, and uh, take a listen. Um, huge thanks to all our listeners and viewers all over the place. You guys are always continually awesome and conti- We're over, we're almost near five hundred subscribers on YouTube now. blummer there we go. Keep and rolling, just keep on rolling. Um, and thanks so much, everybody. Have a great as we said Easter, but masters weekend very important part of uh, all of our lives i think especially blumber look at that hat
1: oh man i'm repping <laughs> i've been there four times I've, i'm jealous i'm not there but man i love me some masters your
0: wife has been to the masters more than you
1: yeah she's gone like six or seven times yeah wow. she's got a better schedule for masters than i do
0: fair enough that's right so everybody <laughs> have a great easters and a great weekend and we will see you next week go astros